Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a new episode of The X Button. I am one of your hosts, Alejandro, and with me is Solidus, Paul Edwards. Paul Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Paul? <laughs> hey, guys. Um, I'm just... I'm doing well, Alejandro. We had some fun discussions recently, so I've been uh, ripe with the the hot takes and the interesting explanations lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some interesting stuff to talk about today, don't we? Oh, yeah. But more importantly, today is a very special day. Yes, it is. Everyone, I want you to give Alejandro a lovely happy birthday because he has just turned how old? 28. Yes. Two away from 30. Horrifying terrifying everything yeah. you can think of but i don't know it's i'm happy i made it another year especially this is my second birthday in the middle of a worldwide contagion so that's always a weird feeling yes i <laughs> think about that <laughs> yeah it's weird i've um i've turned into a hermit the older i've gotten the less i like being around people mm-hmm. but sometimes there are exceptions to that and one of those is definitely birthdays um, because I used to do that and it would make me so depressed just having like me and myself and I, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, I don't want to do any of the effort for it, but I want to be surrounded by people that kind of like me. So, yes. yeah, I'm doing that with my friends on Friday because of course, uh, my birthday had to come in a Monday. We're recording on a Monday now, so we're recording a day yes. earlier than we usually do because we have gotten into recording and posting the same day just to try to catch more news. But I think we have enough. I don't care if something else breaks. Right now, and then something yeah. huge is gonna rake. Who knows? It's, it's that our one curse. thing that's happening tomorrow, yes. <laughs> but I don't think we have to worry much about that. Yeah. <laughs> so plus, next week is the big week anyway yeah. with the with the Gamescom thing. So, so I think I could let go of trying to hit some of the bigger, bigger, more breaking stuff, and just uh, enjoy being able to record on the birthday. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Paul, what have you been playing? Um, it's a short one for me. I've been playing. Uh, I have a, a little system now. If I happen to play during the day, it's either Destiny Two or recently um, the very brief time of like Skyward Sword mm-hmm. or anything else really. And then late at night is Disco Elysium, and I put like a couple hours in each day. Yeah. Um, no more updated pa- uh, thoughts on those. Not because really. Yeah. Um, I've made progress in it, and just I guess one little thing about Disco Elysium is that it's interesting way of dangling things in front of your head, but not pushing you in any one direction. Mm-hmm. Um, where I thought I was really lost. I was starting to get frustrated, and then I realized how the game is supposed to play out, where you have this set of um, walls. Actually, let me overly simplify it. It is Spy Fox for adults. I don't know if you ever played any of those. I've heard um, of them. I've never played them. Okay, yeah. It's the same people that did like the Putt-Putt and the Pajama Sam. Any of your old classic... Um, point and click adventure games for kids and Mm -hmm. it's basically that because you run around this area and you talk to people and based on your just the way you've spoken you've hit a wall um but it kind of keeps track i found out in a menu where it says that you can do certain checks for dialogue Mm -hmm. and if you fail it uh because it gives you a percentage you can go back each time you level up to give yourself another shot at breaking through that so the gameplay loop is you talk to everybody you can and then you get an idea of where all these barriers are Mm -hmm. and then you go through rotating 
trying it again to see if you break through that spot to more dialogue. And um, they're pretty generous with certain percentages, even if it was like 27% and then like I got a green on it. And you can also save scum if you really want to, um, where you save, do the dialogue check, and then if it fails, reset. Sometimes it's not worth it, but um, if I really don't want to run around the whole city, I can do it again. So it's just, it's interesting that I'm understanding how they're teaching me this language and how this game is supposed to work. Um, and I'm enjoying it. It's it's uh, very difficult and it's not very, uh, not rewarding. It's not, uh, it doesn't hold my hand at all. So it's, it's a challenging experience. But no combat, right? I'm doing it. Yeah, uh, no <laughs> so, combat at yeah. all. Um, it's been entirely through like i've been able to commit violence but it's all through dialogue through like choosing to punch somebody or choosing to point the gun at a character but then i still have a percentage of will this work out in my favor or will something just go horribly wrong and uh each time i've tried to it's gone horribly wrong so it's not <laughs> not the best option um so yeah that's that's what i've been doing and trying to not like look up guides to get the best option but just like get my story are you uh, like me it. that if you eventually have to rely on a guide you think less of the game you get another like, yeah I, i'm like that like i get so demoralized if i'm like i want to figure this out and but then yeah. if like i have to look at a guide, i'm like i feel stupid and some of them i'll give it to like for certain resident evil games I will give it to the idea of if something is obtuse enough puzzle wise mm -hmm. that it's going to take me forever, then I'm just going to go ahead and look up that specific little thing I need to push me to like not have the stopping of forward momentum. Mm -hmm. When I get that forward momentum just halted for 45 minutes and I'm like, I'm wasting my time. Why could I, I could be doing something else. That was me with every Zelda and Metroid when I was growing up. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. Um, which I had the disposable time for that at the time, but Not now anymore. I don't. Mm -hmm. So it's like if I hit something, I'll mess with it. I'll tinker with it. If I can understand the mechanics and be like, okay, I just need to get better at this, then I'll stick with it. Like you have your uncharted puzzles usually are like those are super easy. <laughs> nor, yeah, yeah, I'll give it to you. They're easy, but they don't like I can still kind of mess with it and have fun with it but then certain ones like the resident evil ones in the past i've like i i know i could the zeldas i know i could but then sometimes i'm just like i want to keep playing the game i don't want to hate myself so resident evil one yeah. the original original one is the only one i haven't been able to beat by myself i needed a guide that one is yeah. super obtuse that one is like the most adventure like game like it was like one dev away from a point and click game that kind of Super mystery with the Spencer Mansion. That's it the only really end. does feel like a point-and-click adventure at times. Mm -hmm. Especially with um, the movement, the tank controls, the fixed cameras, and all that. That's why, like, even though I did a guide for that, I still hold that game in high regard because we don't get games like that anymore in that genre because that genre has, like, evolved more, mm -hmm. especially with that series. So, Definitely. yeah. I've been, like, wanting to... I have a downloaded it on my PS5, and I want to try and see if I can actually finish it without a guide. Just having like a recollection of like, maybe I remember this. Let's see if I can do this now. <laughs> so. That actually does help a lot if mm -hmm. I'm 
going back to a game I played a long time ago, mm-hmm. the vague memory usually gives me enough to keep the forward momentum going until I figure out the rest. So going back to games like Resident Evil and will y'all shut up? I got my cats <laughs> fighting in the background. <laughs> What's he fighting with? They're, they're just there. Uh, yeah, I have two cats, and they'll wrestle when they get bored with each other. Oh, no. And it's usually one of them, in an intimidating way, rushing up at the other one and it tackling them. It must be a case of the Mondays, right? It is. Yeah, they <laughs> uh, they need some lasagna. So yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's what I've been doing, and um, getting ready for the new season of Destiny Two. Just so I'm like, next week. Kind of doing some housekeeping to clean up everything that I haven't done yet that I want to do. Did you do the epilogue mission? I did. Yeah, that was the first thing I did. Yeah, it was super um, cool. That was, that was that, interesting that was, yeah. because Osiris was out there skulking mm-hmm. and um, Lakshmi got killed, just roasted. <laughs> and that was do nice. You see, do you see her body like lying when you, when you started the mission? I didn't see it in it's like... I heard from the dialogue. I was like, oh, okay, I guess she died. And then I watched like a video that explained it and I was like, oh, okay, I didn't see that at all. Yeah, it was blinking your misses. Like when you uh, log in into that mission with your team, it's like Lakshmi just there before you wow. go into like the battlefield. So I did that with my friend Josh because he had not done that mission. So I was like, I'll do that with you. And then I got I got to see her because I had read by um, by the article by Paul Tassi, who, I, who, who writes from Forbes, who's featured mm-hmm. me a couple of times there um that's where i found out that his body her body was there i was like i'll go back and see and yeah it was right there yeah that's cool they've gotten better at storytelling yeah i'm glad that um bungie's getting better at like on in-game storytelling that's just like visual that they didn't used to do that was everything was outside as well um they they had a very abstract way of explaining things and i didn't really appreciate that as much um I, i well so I like the idea that they didn't explain everything and it was kind of left to us to like figure out some details, but the extent they did where you, like they had ex- immensely important lore and like cards on their website. Yeah, it was bad. That's, that's dumb. bad. Yeah, because it's like um, not in the game. You have to like go to like a freaking no. website to read that. You want all that's of that in different. the game. Um and then like then you have your Dark Souls kind of lore where it's mm-hmm. like you can dig and you can find stuff, but it's also your mileage may vary. Where, mm-hmm. like, if you don't want to, you don't have to. And for me, it's like, all right, space wizards, there's aliens, let's clap some cheeks. And that's really all I need. But then sometimes if I'm like, hey, you know what? Who are these people? Then I can go watch one of those people doing a video essay that explains it all. And I'm like, oh, this is this is nice. But it's usually I don't want both at the same time. And that's weird for me yeah <laughs> so and uh we'll find out more about destiny 2 next week uh yes i know some stuff about osiris i don't want to tell you anything because they might say something next week with okay. what's happening in osiris because some things got data mined and you can kind of like go pepe sylvia and connect the red strings <laughs> and, and about like some of the things that are leaked and some of the things that are shown there and kind of get an idea of where the story of destiny 2 is going so i'm not going to say anything i'll I'll leave you for the reveal for next week. On the All right. Well, at so. least one thing is the story I haven't been spoiled on, but at least like I know what they're doing as far as like tweaks and adjustments, but that's like not a big deal. So anyway, Alondra, what are you playing? So I've still been playing old games because there's nothing coming out. Though, by the way, do you know what comes out this Friday, right? Uh, the, the director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. 
So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. 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 It's, this is kind of a big week for releases for me because the day that we uh, post this episode, the Avengers War for Wakanda expansion comes out. That's completely That's free. That's right. So I'm gonna be diving into that. I may be streaming it. Yeah, because I need to, because I've been waiting for like new stuff to stream. I don't like streaming old stuff, so I kind of want to ride the wave of new stuff. So War for Wakanda is coming out on the 17th. Then Ghost of Ikishima is finally coming on Friday. And remember, wait until Friday to right. get the upgrade because if you buy it right now, you're gonna pay full price for the director's cut. So same thing I'm happened really with uh, Final Fantasy. You had to wait until the day that thing came out to do the upgrade. That was really I, weird. I don't know why you can't just buy the upgrade now. Are they just like tricking people into like just trying to to like I the people that as don't know as less effort and just like you're saying is you get people that are so excited they don't realize that it's gonna be a very different price when it actually comes out. Mm-hmm. So they're like, hey, if somebody wants to spend seventy bucks, it's on them. And like I get it on one hand, but if you don't have your thumb to the pulse of all this, mm-hmm. you don't know that, and that's kind of not on a consumer i would say as much as like they should present all of your options exactly yeah especially because like like you said it's like not everyone's in tune to twitter not everyone's in tune to um uh, whatchamacallit be reading the playstation blog and reading all the explanation there's so many people yeah. that are as layman as it comes so i mean just look at your sales of last of us too there was mm-hmm. people that didn't know anything about it they just heard chatter Mm-hmm. And then they said, "Let me check this out myself." And that was like their one game they bought. Every, and that thing like, still so huge. Year. And it, it was actually um, the that's something I was gearing up to play again um, recently mm-hmm. because I watched a video about the details of the gunplay, mm-hmm. um, and they had like some ex-marine people talking about like the the workbench scenes and what they actually are doing to each gun to improve it in a realistic standpoint. And I thought that was really cool because they'll talk about having your recoil compensators and what that actually does to the gun and why you would do it for this gun. And like, oh, they did this one little thing. All you need is a a flathead screwdriver for this kind of gun. And that's what she's using right here. And it's like, because they did a lot of work in that. And it's something that you don't even really see Mm -hmm. if you're not paying attention to. So Especially um, that game that improved like... If, if, if you can say that Last of Us Part 2 improved something significantly where the first one was the gunplay and yeah. like how everything, the gunplay felt like the way everything was designed, just uh, you'd miss that detail better. Like from when you're in the workbench in The Last of Us 2 and seeing her like uh, Ellie or Abby modifying your gun when you're like getting the upgrades and all that. There's just so many, so much detail that went into tiny, the physics, tiny everything. Details. That's just like why Naughty Dog Games recently takes so long now because they obsess over so many things that people sometimes don't even care. But that's what makes their game special from a production quality perspective. So absolutely. So yeah, that was uh, that was just one thing that made me want to go back and replay the game from the start, just because it was like, man, I really did have fun with those guns, didn't mm-hmm. I? Um, and remember, so, factions yeah. is still coming, so you may be able to have I, fun have with those any, guns. Like, days on that okay maybe whenever sony decides to finally open their mouths because they have been shut quiet recently so yeah what i've been playing uh so as i wait for this new stuff for coming out this week i've still been playing all stuff i finished the first assassin's creed uh recently so that's a game that i still think is so special in even if even with its flaws like Mm. I, i just i've been kind of like in this nostalgia kick which is fading since i'm getting i got old older today 
and just kind of you know how sometimes you can transport yourself to when you first played this mm, yeah. and that first game just remembering back in 07 playing it and that was like one of the first times that i was like this is next gen this is the kind of game that obviously there were open worlds and all that but the things that they designed with this game was couldn't be done in the preview in like the ps2 or an xbox where everything that you could see as a crevice the world was so in- intricately designed for you to climb everything to feel like you're part the world is part of the character of your character and it's so how can i say this it's like it's so trite now like that's so commonplace and even mm-hmm. in games like breath of the wild and now you can climb everything because link is like a gecko but you forget <laughs> but you forget like how important like what assassin's creed did with its engine to to allow a world that feels alive because you can climb it everywhere but climb it in, in the things that make sense the recent assassin's creed games kind of have gotten away from you finding the specific crevice to climb it feels like you can climb everything mm-hmm. so yeah remembering that and and also the story and just how serious it takes itself like i, I mentioned it last week that yeah that's a game that loves the sound of its own voice but i think it's kind of charming in a way that it's um that it takes its story itself serious assassination story so like they don't wink they don't like laugh at them it's like they just embrace it and then it just completely bash it and batch it insane in the end it was so funny like um we were kind of we were talking in in our text chats how that game goes like super occult really quick it goes like right. this like you go from like a final boss fight where you have richard the lionheart saying that this boss fight is going to be decided by by kind of by the will of god i was like oh that's cool that they mentioned that it's like God's going to be in favor of who wins here. And then literally a few minutes later, you go to Al-Molim saying things like the wine, the water turning to wine and the split sea never happened. Like huge heresy yeah. because of the piece of Eden. And then on top of that, you go back to Abstergo when you finally finish it and you get the bleeding effect. And the first thing you see is the satanic pentagram kind of like painted there. So it goes yeah. from that. It goes from God, God is going to do this to all of that. Like, real quick <laughs> so and i don't think it takes its foot off that gas for no. a very long time they they clown on religion so, so heavily hard. yeah um in several of those games until finally coming to this idea of like guys we swear ancient aliens are real mm-hmm. uh the greek gods the East, yeah. were totally real yes and um <laughs> we we just are living in their world they created for us and i was like where did we come from from this from whole this, thing yeah. <laughs> i remember so vividly like there was discussion groups using the whole like nothing is true everything is permitted mm-hmm. as like actual dogma for uh agnosticism and stuff it was like mm-hmm. yeah they got it so right like religion is just a scam man and it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah, that it's was really, a weird it, time yeah, to live it, in it, it really was especially getting to relive that because that is not as common in the later assassin's creed games after the desmond saga got wrapped they kind of chilled out with that yeah yeah but i think ironically that's what made that series even more intriguing because it's like where is this going because nothing is like out of bounds here now <laughs> like you're touching on everything that so, is true and then we knew that the series became a sci-fi thing somehow so yeah i said that i wanted to replay all the assassin's creed games um Last week, I think I said that when I was playing this because I yeah. want to do stuff for the website that will be SEO an SEO friendly farm, you know, because you know what are some of the articles that are so popular over the time? Yeah. When you rank, you make lists. 
So yeah, I kind of want to grow the website. So I'm going to make a list of like trying to rank the games, but I want to do them like from having played them right now, just not my memory. So yeah. I'm going to do that for Assassin's Creed. And also I'm going to do that for Call of Duty because I was also playing Call of Duty, uh, the, the original Modern Warfare that after I did the 2019 one, I was like, I want to go back. Kind of like what I was saying, like, yeah, being the biggest hypocrite, saying I'm not going to touch the series, but you made the point. It's like what came before is what came before. So that's like fair game. It's not just what's coming yeah. next, which we'll talk about later. So I also play Call of Duty for Modern Warfare, the 360 version. So I know there's the remastered, but from the option of having to download an 80 gigabyte, 80 gigabyte Modern Warfare remastered or a 7 gigabyte 360 version on Xbox One backwards compatibility that still looks good. Of course, I'm gonna go the yeah. seven gig route. So I don't even know if how much really changed between the two because the changes. color filters were so heavy in that mm -hmm. um, that I had moments. I mean, like you've got your up res mm -hmm. and your uh, frame rate, but I, I feel like the fundamentals are still there. It's still the same game. It's yeah, like the I, thing is that the Modern Warfare Remaster makes you look at the game as it helps you think that that's how it looked. Even yes. though it looks bad, like when you go, when you actually go back, it's mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, it's a, this is a little bit more dated. But even then, as a 360 game, I was like, this still holds up. It has like a very specific art style to it that is also realistic. It's not as muted as the 2019 one. That is a super drab because it went super yeah. realistic. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, it's um, it's like that game still holds up. I still think how that's why another one of those seminal games, like Call of Duty, became big because of that game. That game was a game changer. It's like the way, the same way the original Halo was a game changer in 2001 and how it oh, yeah. modernized shooters in a console because before that, shooters could only work with PC, like mouse and keyboard. There, No one could figure out how to properly make a functioning first-person shooter on, on a gamepad. And uh, Halo did that. Then uh, Modern Warfare took that to the next level with like intensity. It's like... I, I, I'm having a brain fart right now. I texted you. It's like, do you remember back in the day, the SOCOMs, the Rainbow Six, yeah. the Ghost Recon, like modern shooters were like super slow, super like precision, emphasize, like emphasize a lot of precision. It's like the controls were like the most confusing thing in the world. And then when Call of Duty and World War II, the World War II Call of Duty came out, it's like the intensity was so high. The controller was super buttery smooth. By the time you, they moved to Modern Warfare, that was like big. It was like, oh my God, we're getting a modern shooter like that has the pace of the World War II Call of Duty that Infinity Ward had. Mm -hmm. And and you go there and see that level of intensity. And they took the... It's dated now, but the visuals back then, that was like impressive. The amount of detail, the amount of uh, particle effects, the amount of and explosions, like how relentless Modern Warfare was in making you feel like you were in hell. <laughs> basically in the hell of warfare so that still holds up I, I even said that it's like even after playing the modern warfare 2019 campaign the 2001 the 2007 one is so much better still so much better the missions are so memorable it has like it knows when to go quiet it knows when to go big the modern warfare 2019 one knew how to be quiet they didn't know how to go big because they went so uh, realistic which it has its merits but to me it's not as fun because especially yeah. in, in a story as pretentious and reckless as the one in 2019 versus the one in 2007 that had some controversial moments and has some mess up, but they were not pretentious about it. They just were. Yeah, they were they were they weren't like, look what we're doing here. So 
It was just, all right, here's a mission. And then it was up to you to realize the significance of it. Mm -hmm. more so. Which um, before we move on, I do want supplemental listening for anybody that is watching or listening. I suggest looking up Modern Military Shooters Before Modern Warfare by mm -hmm. Race Vic. It is a really good visual um, encyclopedia of games that came out just before that stage where things got very... Uh, clean cut and where Call of Duty, of course, started a new renaissance, mm -hmm. uh, we got to see so many different approaches to the first person experience and none of them were similar at all because there was no benchmark for what should be done. So just like you said with Halo, um, that is a good kind of example of seeing some games that came out just before Call of Duty, mm -hmm. uh, Modern Warfare specifically, that give us a little showing in that so yeah yes. um anything else you've been playing well actually yeah you have been playing a little something that we were talking about yes i also because I, it was yesterday it was the last day i was like this is my last day as a 27 year old i'm feeling hella nostalgic what do i want to play right now the original metal gear solid the ps1 version of metal gear solid that i still have as a digital copy on my ps3 and i played that game front to back yesterday all the way until um before midnight hit and I felt things fall. It's like Metal Gear, there is such a special series. There's like, obviously we've been talking about Kojima shenanigans recently with Blue Balls Game Studios and we're gonna talk about, I have some things to say about that later we're in the show. We're gonna get to that. <laughs> later in the show, but it makes me think why is like, there's something about this man that elicits a certain kind of emotion that would, have people go down these rabbit holes because his games are so special. That may be Kojima. Kojima, yeah. Kojima, yeah. And and that's why like everyone just wants a Kojima game because no other game elicits the kind of emotions that a Kojima game gives you. Like I, I like just thinking about how I again transporting myself to when I first played it, when I first rented Metal Gear Solid back in nineteen ninety eight from my blockbuster. And that was the first game that i saw that took itself so seriously in being a cinematic action game it was the first game that cared about production value before that is like stories didn't really matter they were either just text or you were just in first person they didn't care about camera cuts they didn't care about like mixing everything with an arousing score just the song that always that, that always plays in metal gear that has kind of like an angelic voice that happens with all the emotional moments in that game always hit and they still hit till this day the sniper wolf death like how like just the dialogue everything it's like i always get like chills on my spine like seeing that moment play out how epic like fighting the, the original metal gear rex and the final escape from that game is this that that series is special that's another one that i'm gonna play all the games again like in between when we're getting all this uh, new stuff to come out because we're it's looking pretty grim with new releases in 2021, I tell you that. It's like very, very grim. But yeah, it's like I now I realize that yeah, it's like why I put so much effort in mind trickery into what's been happening with this abandoned shenanigans is because I remember even when Death Stranding was announced, it's like Death Stranding was one of like my most anticipated games of the entire generation. That was that it had that that game had that kind of weight. To me it's like you know some of those games that you know that just by being announced they have a certain r and gravity to them that's mm -hmm. kojima's games that's why i was that's why i was with metal gear solid 5 back in 2015 when this was announced and then when it came out in 2019 obviously 
Death Stranding, I would argue, is not probably his best game, but it's still very special in being very different in AAA standards. And just going back to this MGS from PS1, he always has had that. And I remember just that carrying to Metal Gear Solid 2. And Kojima is the one that basically popularized audience contempt by the trickery of switching characters Mm -hmm. with MGS2, like the depth of stealth that came in with Metal Gear Solid 3, the fan service bonanza that is Metal Gear Solid 4. Like, Metal Gear Solid 4 was the original Avengers Endgame for everyone that cared about following a story kind of, like, deliver a rousing conclusion. It's like Metal Gear Solid 4 hasn't been topped in the video game world for me like that. Like, maybe Uncharted 4 is the one that got the closest, but I feel it doesn't have the way... Yeah, in the modern age. But even then, like, Uncharted 4 pales in comparison to how, like, Metal Gear Solid 4 elicits a certain kind of emotion by bringing everything together. Obviously, yeah. in a very wordy Kojima way, like, that game had, like, 40-minute cutscenes sometimes. But it's like, if, you're, if, if, you, if you love that stuff, it's like Metal Gear Solid 4 did that, and I can't wait to make my way through that. As I also make my way through the Assassin's Creed, and I make my way through the Call of Duties. I'm going to be writing because I want to pl- be playing all these three things at once so I don't burn out just playing one at a time like if I'm getting if I'm getting tired as I make my way to making this list of where I'm going to rank I'm going to switch to another series okay I'm going to switch to another one and go like that and I can't wait for just to hear what Kojima is doing next whether it's the stupidity yeah. that's happening or not I just want to hear what's next for him obviously we're getting the, the director's cut of Death Stranding in a month so if I had to choose something that I could pick Kojima to do, and obviously, barring somehow gaining the rights to Metal Gear Solid, um, mm-hmm. if he could go back to that pseudo military style, um, to have like a Metal Gear Solid adjacent series that's clearly mm-hmm. not and is not actionable in any way, but uses the themes and uses the techniques that he had, um, and I know that would be just a nightmare of copyright, but... Yeah. Do you remember the Death Stranding director's cut trailer that Jeff Keighley revealed that was basically Metal Gear without being Metal Gear? It had the exact same sound vibes as Shadow Moses. It had the exact same kind of like walking pattern of the soldiers as Shadow Moses. It has like the look of Shadow Moses within Death Stranding. He I knows don't know how to... if I saw that. Yeah, you have to see that trailer then because... That's like, and then Sam Porter Bridge. Like a new area? Yeah, it was a new area that was not in the original Death Stranding. And then he grabbed the box that's a fragile, and then he puts it and he jumps into the box, and then he just gets out and puts the box back and being like, oh, is he really doing the hiding in the boxing of Metal Gear? It's like, it was, it had everything. It had the, the ducts where you like crawl in Shadow Moses. You see the rats also. It's like, it had all. He was basically calling for a copyright strike, basically. It's a... Uh... Let me see this. Um, I'm kind of going through it because I clearly didn't remember that at all. Because it was mostly kind of the same stuff that I've been seeing. But that's the thing. The one, the trailer from Jeff Keighley thing from E3, was that was not things that Death Stranding had. Okay, so... Uh, well, I, of course, the firing range... There was like a no 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 no. You're watching the state of play thing. You have to look at the trailer from E3, like the opening night live trailer. That's the one that has very overt Metal Gear references, like E3 super. E3 2021. 
director's cut. Okay, so this is it. Hopefully. It has to be oh. opening. Oh, opening wow. Oh, shoot. Yeah, this was not what I've seen. It's like a whole... Yeah, it's in, like a Metal Gear Solid warehouse. Uh-huh. With like the bodies in it and everything. Yeah, look at the way, like just the way it's shot oh, and framed. It's like it's goodness. like goodness. Like I feel bad for like the super metal gear fans. If you see Kojima doing this, I feel bad for their for the blue balls he's giving these people. <laughs> doing that kind of tease. I mean, I feel like a lot <laughs> of that is just um he, he's having a little fun with it. Oh yeah. He he that's him, <laughs> yes. I wonder how much that's gonna actually be in it or if that's just like him being cheeky who knows but that's the thing like um i could see that being in the game because it's a director's cut so he obviously added new stuff remember there's new missions in this thing Mm. i was apart from like the firing range the catapult thing so he's adding enough to justify you paying an extra 10 bucks for this upgrade which to me it's reasonable for all all the things that they're adding and some extra quality of life to combat and all of that and I kind of feel the same way that Igarashi did with Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night. Yeah. He did Castlevania. Konami's right. not doing Castlevania. He created Castlevania um, Symphony of the Night. So do a Symphony of the Night-like game, but just not be in that series, but it's the essence. So he could do That's that. That's what I would wish, yeah. Like, if they could bring it forth a little further. Um, one thing that messes with me a lot is because norman reedus is so clearly just norman reedus Mm -hmm. i don't see sam porter bridges i just see norman Norman reedus Reedus, doing weird stuff um so that's one thing i kind of wish they hadn't done like Mm -hmm. if they could have made a character and then had him play it or voice it like solid snake like you or big boss rather Mm -hmm. um you can get that iconic look rather than just like oh is this random dude yeah, like that's what was impressive about metal gear is like they did the they took the art from joji shinkawa they recreated it in 3d and then had people boys them which is still and some of the greatest art i have ever seen still and holds up the joji shinkawa it, art from mgs1 still holds up so well it, so it makes me want to play what was the really dumb game that they did the uh, uh, uh the left alive for? left alive left alive it actually made me want to consider it because of how good that art was again it, and, it and, is a horrible uh, game it, it is and they did a um art piece for last of us too i don't know if you saw that yeah ever. for the anniversary for the anniversary yeah for the one that year anniversary he fantastic. did one yes um was the greatest art designer like this it's art just, is so iconic i could print i could get all that art and print it all over my all over my room it's like it's so like it has a very special style to it like i don't know how to describe it it is the perfect blending of chaotic ink mm-hmm. and there is not a single line that is wasted because every line covers the silhouette, the exact line, the exact depth that you need from the perspective. But there's whole parts of it that like won't have a line where like their leg is or something because that's not where mm-hmm. they want you to focus on. It is, it, it is so perfectly done from a composition standpoint that... I, I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And obviously, whatever Kojima does next, he always works with Joji Shinkawa. And every single game that he's worked on, Joji Shinkawa has always been with him, like, to the hip. So, mm-hmm. that Stranding, uh, obviously, he did that because for a while after Metal Gear, he had constantly said, I'm done with Metal Gear, I'm done with Metal Gear. And then he always did another game 
while yeah. he was at Konami because it was one of Konami's biggest series. So him doing that stranding, he tried to do something as completely different as possible that came from a place of hurt for him because the Konami breakup was big. Everyone knew about it. It was Absolutely. like, and we and we got to see the results of that with Metal Gear Solid Five being basically unfinished, and so Metal so. There was a certain melancholy to that stranding that then became very prophetic with what happened to the world literally less than a year later with the need for connection and the distancing that we had to suffer over this pandemic and all that. So there's just something about him. I don't know. And the thing is that he managed to be all self-serious about it and be so cheeky at the same time. No one does it like him. <laughs> so, oh. And whatever he announces next, whenever that happens, is gonna, I'm going to be very excited. So, Paul... Enough of that. We got a couple news to talk about, so press X. For some news. All right, Paul. So we got a few, but I don't think we're going to take too long with this because I definitely want to get to the last one. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we were. We, so, over the last few weeks, with the exception of last week, we have been talking about how Activision Blizzard uh, has been embroiling the litigation uh, by the state of California while the lawsuit nightmare continues. In the midst of what appears to be a cleaning house beheading happening at at the Blizzard side of the company that started with the ouster of President J. Allen Brack, who we mentioned two episodes ago, IGN confirmed via its sources that Blizzard has also now ousted the director of Diablo 4, Luis Barriga, which is in... I'll just say this, so like, Barriga is like belly... That we get all here in El Salvador, so I just find funny that's really? his, yes, that's his, that that's his last name, but yeah, moving from that, uh, lead level designer Jesse oh. McCree and World of Warcraft designer Jonathan LeCraft. So those three, they're out. Two of these men in particular, I think it's Barriga and McCree, were recently seen in a picture uncovered by by Kotaku where they were hanging out amongst other Blizzard execs in the ill-named Cosby suit, which is named after the controversial Bill Cosby. Uh, which where apparently lots of heinous stuff happened. Of course, heinous stuff were going to happen. Something called the Cosby suit. Of course, they're going to name something about uh, towards a guy that then we found out years later that was a huge sexual assaulter or something like that. And I mean, he got arrested. Mm-hmm. So all these ousters are interesting in light of Activision Blizzard's initial response. Do you remember what they responded, Paul, to the lawsuit? Um, uh, didn't they say like hardly anything? It they, was like a very tone deaf kind of yeah statement. basically what they said was like in the initial response was like the state of california is out to get us here they don't care about dr they're mischaracterizing the working environment of the company mm-hmm. well you said that and now you're basically beheading a lot of heads right now like yeah. that looks bad in the law because if this goes to court like you're basically confirming the lawsuit by doing that right yeah by 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 negating it and then taking action. So it's like, so you're obviously lying. That doesn't look good. So that'll be interesting if it goes to court. Also doubly interesting is that one of the Overwatch characters, the cowboy character, is named directly after Jesse McCree. So it will be interesting to see how soon before they rename the character after the tainted allegation. So both Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 are super important releases for Blizzard as a company after the Activision side has exerted more control over the company following the departure of founder Mike Morhaime in 2018. And Activision has been forcing their hand that they have to release more games in less depth time. Do you know the last game that Blizzard released was Overwatch, Paul? 
in 2016. That was the last game they... Yes, oh. the last full game that they released. Uh, Blizzard always takes forever to release games, but yeah. they don't bring in as much money because they used to be like, when Overwatch came out, that was big. Everyone was talking about Overwatch. They were making billions of dollars with loot boxes and all that. Then the loot Does box... that mean Hearthstone came out before yes. Overwatch? Yes, what Hearthstone was 2014. Yeah. I could have sworn that was after. Okay. Oh, no. so, yeah. So... They've been telling them, you got to release more games. We're going to talk about another company that has had that same mandate. Um, so, in the midst of them saying, we got to release more games, now they oust the director of Diablo 4, which is arguably their more important release. So, that game's not coming out anytime soon. <laughs> so, yeah. But on the other hand, it's good to see that they're actually cutting people like out that were seen to be like toxic that were named after the investigation because these are names that were named these are names came up in the lawsuit so they came in what do you think is if you were in charge and you found out all of this was happening what do you think is like the best course of action so immediately think this is it so yeah that's the thing like the action is proper you have to oust them the big the big question right now is that they have to find out like have the people in the top always known that there were always problems with these people because that's kind of like the thing that this lawsuit is emphasizing that HR basically failed the people that, that, that went to file the complaints about the harassment and all of that and it shouldn't have taken until everything going public for them to start like ousting these people but this is the move to make if these people are problematic get out of here like what I wouldn't have done was answer the lawsuit be like they're mischaracterizing blah 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 trying to play the victim and then yeah. do this because then obviously you know that that the lawsuit is correct basically so man it's like activision blizzard has been such a mess they kind of got quiet last week but then all of this happened and i bet you it's going to still haunt them even with things coming up like number two the next call of duty has officially leaked Title Call of Duty Vanguard, according to the art assets that were leaked, the rumors that had been mounting for a while seems to have confirmed that the new installment to the long-running franchise, Paul, this franchise has been going for 16 years. My goodness. And more. Actually, 17, because it actually came out in 2003. <laughs> um, is going back to the World War II setting. Wah, wah. Uh, the, the rumors also had also mentioned that the Sledgehammer production was supposed to be an alternate reality World War II setting in the vein of the Wolfenstein games for machine games, where mm -hmm. World War II kept going past 1945. We still don't know when Activision Blizzard will officially pull the curtain on this game. Remember, they're still in the, in the middle of all this litigation mess. But a cheeky tweet from the Call of Duty Twitter account suggests that they may officially do it soon since the rumor is out. That tweet was funny. Did you see it? It was like, they put it like... They, they put a, a five second tease for the movie and there's like airplanes coming and they had like text photoshopped and be like leaks out leaks out leaks out something like <laughs> something like that so so it's like okay you're at least having fun with it so what do you think about this call of duty vanguard um i would hope that it lines up with what people are saying in the vein of Wolfenstein. it's an alternate yeah alternate reality like because i could i could get with that um i would think that there's not a whole lot of any alternate history stuff left at mm -hmm. this point um or more like real life history 
You mean right? Yeah, uh, well, not... No, no. Like, um, like there's enough real life history World War II games going mm -hmm. on. I mean, if you even just take the curtain away from console and go the PC route, you've got Hell Let Loose. You've got mm -hmm. your, um, uh, no, Enlisted was PS5 and PC. Mm -hmm. You've got a few others that I can't think of off the top of my head, but like it's a fairly saturated market at this point. So what do you do to move forward outside of go to another war is that you make an alternate history version and i think that world war ii has enough stuff going in it that you can make some crazy stuff go down that you normally couldn't um and then if you do an alternate history then you're no longer bound by the requirements of the guns at that time mm -hmm. and you can throw whatever you want on there and i mean or modify what, the weapons modify right, them, um, yeah, make them weirder and that's what Battlefield Five had tried to do, but they did not go about it the right way. Mm -hmm. They very much tried to skirt this weird line mm -hmm. of, um, hey, it's like a really crazy wild time. Jump on in for the fun, guys. Mm -hmm. We've got this lady with one arm and what robotic all sorts arm of crazy and stuff. One robotic arm. It was supposed to not be alternate history. This is supposed to be like real World War Two. Well, they that's that was the tricky part because it had like a bad company feel to it, and it was like, all right, well, we're gonna have some fun with it because there's like a dude running around with a samurai mm -hmm. sword on his back. Like they clearly weren't going for full historical accuracy, but due to the backlash, they cut all of the um, the cosmetics that were supposed to be in there. That's why, if at this point, there, I mean, so they've caught up now, but at the time there was like two cosmetics that they had in the game because they had to cut everything else that they had already designed mm -hmm. and now only now you can buy those of course for real money you can't unlock any of that stuff in the game which is really frustrating mm -hmm. but um <laughs> of course being all of the really cool cosmetics but um if we have like a alternate history game with vanguard i think it's perfectly ripe with possibility and i mean you saw a wolfenstein you don't have to go at all with what's actually even close to Reality. accurate no not at all because you've got your mechas you've got your crazy uh robot dogs you've got just like if you break it down even just to the weaponry and i get it like wolfenstein technically takes place i think in the 60s now mm -hmm. but even the 40s flashback scene or the prologue rather it had just like the tiniest hint of this was in World War II, but it's also like crazy dialed up to Nazi science or something. And I think that's really cool um, and a very interesting possibility. So, yeah, that's I digress on the rest of it. Yeah, it's like when you mentioned Battlefield 5, and I just remember that was one of the most botched reveals in gaming history, like not... Not being able to properly convey what they wanted to do with that game, they try to. They saw that Battlefield One worked so well, but that was a World War One game, so they yeah. went back to World War Two. And the thing is that because World War Two as a genre was so oversaturated back before the original Modern Warfare days, there's a reason why everyone left World War Two for a while because it got saturated into oblivion with your Medal of Honor, your Company of Heroes, your different genres that are over encompass World War Two. That then when Call of Duty went back to World War II in 2017 by the help of market research that told them that people were just sick of 
being in the future because that was the first time that Call of Duty remained in um, in in one air in one specific style of game like three years in a row. It always had been like yeah. alternating, like like the Modern Warfare and Black Ops era. Black Ops being like more of a 1960s, 1970s, 1980s kind of game, and two dabbling a little bit in the future, but not quite. And then Modern Warfare being Modern Warfare. That then when they got to Advanced Warfare, Black Ops 3 and Infinite Warfare, it was like, we're in a futuristic setting and we're just getting farther and farther more futuristic. Enough. Yeah. That's three years in a row. We need something. So in their in their service, we're like, would you like to go to World War II? And people were like, yes, let's go back to that. And they came out, that game sold, but got quickly forgotten. Because mm-hmm. people were like, yeah, this is like World War II is played out. How many more times can we see d-day how many other times can we see operation market garden how many times can we see all of that so then going back to world war ii again with sledgehammer i feel bad for them because they're the ones that came out swinging with advanced warfare and they wanted to do advanced warfare too that was in the design doc but then they were forced to do world war ii because treyarch and infinity war did a futuristic game also so no one wanted it so yeah. they, they got saddled with World War II, that, a game that they didn't want to make. And actually, the founders of that studio, which were the Dead Space guys, uh, Glenn Schofield and Michael Condry, they left after that one. And, huh. and then uh, Glenn Schofield went to do the his new studio. that He's doing the Dead Space kind of game, the Callisto Protocol. Right. That, that we saw a few episodes back, back in like our E3. I remember t- t- telling you about that one. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, now them going back to this, like the only way this could even remotely work is if they actually like these rumors pan out, then they go full on alternate reality. It's like it, it like forget the story of World War II, like just keep doing your weird thing there. That's the only thing that would make that thing work for me. And also another thing that would work is if they actually do the use the Modern Warfare 2019 engine, which allegedly they're using. Yes, because that would be great. Black Ops Cold War suffers for not using that technology. Mm-hmm. It feels ancient. Even though the campaign looks still looks pretty when you go to multiplayer, it's like oof, no, big no. <laughs> so. It's it really does give lend to the importance of good lighting, mm-hmm. where you get this volumetric idea of where your character is in the space that they're standing in, to the point that it convinced me to play Modern Warfare multiplayer for the whole amount of time that that was the thing. It was mm-hmm. like. I think two years worth. Um, and then I tried playing Call of, uh, Cold War and got burnt out again because it lost the one thing that I really loved about mm-hmm. the feel. Mm-hmm. The feel, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, that's that's really all I have to say about Vanguard. Is I hope that it's alternate history. They need to really lean into that mm-hmm. um, and not make it confusing they have to be very clear of like all right listen guys this is what's going on set your expectations we're gonna get weird bear with us exactly <laughs> and then make it very unique mm-hmm. yeah this is the only way that that can work if not it's gonna be quickly forgotten like world war ii was yeah. so number three paul so a new report suggests that rockstar games hey remember them yeah, is, I think I've heard of them. Yeah, is working on remastering all three of the PS2 and Xbox Grand Theft Auto games. So Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. The remasters are being done using the Unreal Engine. For context, Rockstar usually uses an engine called Rage Engine that they developed, and it's what has been powering their games since GTA 4 going forward. 
It's why those games have weird physics because they're like baked into the engine. Yeah. And the big headliner is that they're aiming for a release on late October, early no or early November, on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X and S, and Switch, with a PC and mobile port potentially slipping into 2022. The games are being remastered by one of Rockstar's subsidiaries, Rockstar Dundee, which apparently has been in charge of making content for Red Dead Online, which explains why the cadence of content for them oh has, been, has been slow. <laughs> so, and are planned to be sold all in one package, digital only. Digital Master Race. So, the report suggests that Rockstar is also planning a remastering of the original Red Dead Redemption. But whether or not it'll go forward with that depends on the sales for these GTA remasters. This report seems to align with a report from 2020 that after Red Dead Redemption 2 took close to 80 years to be fully done, parent company Take-Two wanted Rockstar to release more games in a quicker time period. Sounds familiar, right? <laughs> and uh, so releasing remaster seems like a reasonable half-step to that. Also, don't forget that the rumor next full GTA, which people are calling GTA 6, is still reportedly being worked on for a 2024 to 2025 release. Paul... And a surprise sort of announcement. They have this hasn't been confirmed by them, but it came from reputable sources that it's basically yeah. confirmed. This is these are the same reputable sources that gave us the Mario collection last yeah. year. So um, I I have some things to say about this. The more I've learned about this, um, part of it just now. <clears throat> so I have a problem with this. I. I will first acknowledge that I was very skeptical of it and I didn't believe it at all. The fact that you said it was going to come out this year is very strange, um, which means that they have been working on this for a hot minute. Um, the fact that this is the people that have been working on Red Dead Online and that means that it wasn't just the Red Dead Online team was small, but that they took that team and then made them work on a remaster to the other game series that they run <laughs> makes me livid because that proves that Rockstar has no intention of following through with any of their promises to Red Dead. It is a... I don't want to say it's dead because they keep... They're, they're going to put some things out. They released out something recently, I remember. Blood, they blood did. something, um, yeah. It was, and it's still empty. It is um, basically to explain, they gave you this idea of these, um, they're not really heists, but there are certain robberies that you can do from like the strangers. They now have a new option for two of them. Um, it no longer affects your morality because in the past it used to be, oh, you can only work with certain strangers and it'll affect your morality in a certain direction. Well, people realize, well, if you lock me behind half of your content because of the nature of what it is, then that kind of sucks. And even if they do things like they'll give you these coupons for, oh, reset your morality, it doesn't matter. But then like if you play enough of the, the thief or the killer side missions, you can no longer play the other ones. You have to either work your way up or you have to pay for one of those coupons to get yourself back into good standing to play the other type of content. So these did away with that. That was a dumb thing in the first place that I'm glad they kind of went away from. But now the fact that you now have to do the same process of pick these missions, they're on a cooldown 
do another mission, do another mission. And like, granted, if you do all these missions, by the time you're done with all of them, the first one might be done. Cool. The problem is they give you something called Capitale, which is a whole new type of currency that you have to turn in for discounts on other things that you probably already own. And there's no reason to buy them because you either already own it or there's no point in buying these things because they don't do anything for you. There's still no properties that they promise. There's no actual bank heists or robberies. There's all sorts of other things that I'm sure people have already complained about that they still don't have. Same weapons. They might have added like one or two here and there. And there's just, they were so, they're so focused on the realism of this game that they're not willing to make it a real game out of it. Um, because like you still have these like, all right, you're going to summon your wagon or whatever. It teleports to you. Why is that okay? But you can't fast travel outside of going to a certain sign and then spending money to go somewhere. And the fact that they're taking this company that is supposed to work on it and they're putting them on GTA now, or they have been putting them on GTA the whole time, um, just it undercuts any sort of sincerity they had with Red Dead. And um, yeah, that, what, that just, what uh, this tells me is um, I, I, while you were talking, I just made the comments. Red Dead Redemption 2 came out in 2018, same as Red Dead Online. Yeah. We're going for three years. It took a year and a half almost two for gta online to get their heists because they had to get that game in next gen before they could do the heists has red dead online really been that big of a disaster from what you're telling me well, like the for problem this long is, like for gta you still had a lot of stuff that you could do over and over again yeah your missions had no real cooldown you could just go back and you could play them you could do the races you could do the survival missions they just added survival uh game type in red dead online like as of a couple of weeks ago maybe um which was on launch for gta you had your uh your um your clothing was like all there in gta and they've only added more they've hardly added anything and even then it was for limited time that they would take away afterwards and you had to spend gold bars for a lot of it which isn't even like a thing gta you play the game you get money you can use that money on everything in the game but rockstar wants you to do that and then every time they come out with more content you can only do that content by buying it with gold bars there is no other way to do it the only exception was the most recent example with the capitale which you did not have to pay for but all of the rest the bounty hunter the bounty hunter on top of that that extended it was another amount you had your trader you had your moonshiner you had your collector you had your um the the one where you hunted animals all of that was like 15 to 20 gold bars each you had to do so many stupid things to get the content that they would give you i think you have thoroughly unsold me from ever trying read that online <laughs> literally and Lana, don't forget because they have still supported gta online even till this day it's going 80 years strong and on top of that remember that gta 5 ps5 xbox series x is also coming out this year on top of all this and so. i'll give it to them gta online has so many cool things even now the auto tuner uh not auto tune the the tuner vehicles 
uh, expansion just recently. I haven't gone back to it, but I want to because they give you more reason to have cool cars, which was one of like the biggest things that I loved in that game. Like they stopped caring about realism a long time ago. Why do we have to focus on realism for Red Dead? Yeah, it's like, like at least... maybe they finally realized that just the cowboy setting is just not that. Because especially having pursued this realistic take on Red Dead, they finally realized that it just it doesn't give them enough rope to make the thing that interesting compared to GTA Five, where they basically say they still could though. Because since but they would have to break place... the they would have to break the tone also, like because it feels yeah. like tonally it all it's equal. In some ways, I know that there are some ways that we could um, help with that. Because as it is right now, you've already got people with like bright pink manes for their hair uh, and for their horse's hair. They've got explosive bullets. Um, they've got these uh, the bounty wagons. And they have, um, like, there's a mission where you have to fight against a carriage that is an armored vehicle, basically, with, like, a Gatling gun in the top of it. And while you don't have access to that for players, it's like, they're already pushing the range of realism. what was possible. It's just they don't want to go the step of allowing players access to more options. And, like, you have hundreds of different kinds of weapons that you could put in the game that would be realistic for that time period and they still won't um more clothing that people could have so many options for that and they refuse to do that either yeah. it's just they just don't have any desire yeah it's it makes it clear as like red that has all like 38 million copies which is nothing to sneeze at GTA 5 has sold like 150 million or it had sold more than the combined sales of the N64 SNES and NES combined so it's like of course and that thing makes them a button of money GTA is always charting as something people still buy so I think it, it I think it explains it so they're yeah. pursuing the money so from me like I'm interested in getting the uh these remasters personally because I never fully played any of these games I played a little bit of them when they let me borrow them, but I never really fully played them. And I kind of want to see how big the remaster work is, if it's a rush job or if they actually put some time, love and care, because obviously they took the team that was supporting Red Dead Online and made them do this, which also means that the main teams at Rockstar, Rockstar North, who did both the main GTA and, and Red Dead games, they were not taken out to do like this side stuff because they have a bunch of Rockstar teams. So... And I also want this to succeed because I do want a remaster of the first Red Dead. Because I prefer the first Red Dead over the second one. I prefer the story better. I prefer the feel of that game better. And uh, the only way to fully play that game modernly, it's an Xbox backwards compatibility, which works. And if you have an Xbox One X or a Series X, that game got patched for 4K by the Microsoft team. So that game looks like pretty remastered in backwards compatibility mode, but no one on the PlayStation side can play that unless it's on PlayStation now, if they have not removed it already. So, yeah, that's the only thing that I care about this. So, uh, i sad to hear about you being a Red Dead Online player, that now that you know why you've been left hung up to dry. So, 
It, it adds context, but it also gives me a target for my frustration. So yes, now you know. I, I do want to clarify that I am excited about these remasters, and I'm mm. glad more players are going to get that. Um, it's just I you have that bone to pick over you read that online because you do play that. that I was the most <laughs> passionate about had to die for this to happen. I mean, so wasn't wasn't read that online so left out for so long that people started dressing like clowns in protest? Yes. to actually make rockstar actually say something about that people would dress as clowns uh they actually created their whole uh mode uh where people would dress as the clowns and then run after people with machetes mm -hmm. uh just like they had in reality back yeah. in what was it 2016 or something and uh that was entertaining speaking of clouds uh one time i was playing warzone with my brother we were playing there's this new alcatraz mode that's actually pretty cool in warzone if you play warzone we were fighting, and then my dad comes up because my I was playing on the TV, and my brother was we were playing crossplay on the computer. My dad comes in, and I was fight, and I, I was fighting Jigsaw, and he was uh, like, "Why is the clown from the Saw there in Call of Duty?" <laughs> so it was just me, my, my dad realizing we're fighting Jigsaw because <laughs> someone had the Jigsaw costume in yeah. Warzone. Yeah, they clowns. had a few of the horror people show up in that, Mike Myers and all of that, and say, and then like Rambo mm -hmm. and. Uh... A few other people, uh, John McClane. John McClane, because they had uh, they added the what's the name of the tower from Die Hard? Nakatomi the Naka, Plaza. Nakatomi, they added Nakatomi Plaza to the map. So I don't know if it's still there, but I remember that was a big thing last year. So <laughs> number four, Paul, something that well, would also be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can say this. It's like this is this this one also hits close to home for you. It does. So. Cyberpunk 2077, the highly anticipated game for the end of the last generation that then became the new gold standard for unfinished FTAB releases, revealed a stream today, actually something broke before we uh, recorded, uh, for August 17, the date this post, where they will talk about some big changes to the game coming with patch 1.3, which will also reportedly include some free DLC along with the patch. So... They have been promising the patch, and um, it's taken so long. You know when was the last time the 1.2 patch happened, Paul? It was like a good six months or something. February, yeah. So in February was when they did the 1.2 patch that was what was supposed to try to stabilize this thing, especially in last-gen consoles when it was an absolute colossal disaster. That's where I played it and then stopped playing. That base PS4 version was horrendous. Um... Allegedly, the full-on next-gen version of the game is still coming for free sometime later this year, but considering that Cyberpunk has one of the most vague roadmaps in recent memory, you've seen that, right? That yellow thing would be like, coming, 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 something yep. like that, right? Yeah. Ah, it's... And considering this 1.2 patch came out in February, and it took them, what, six months to do the 1.3 patch? That's also and it's still not DLC. fixed. Yeah, People it's still have not fixed. gone back yeah. to the game, it's just about as buggy maybe more stable like oh, it yeah. has less of a chance of corrupting and maybe a little less crashing but it's still just as like glitchy all over the place which some Quite... would say it adds to the charm some yes, would no. say it's still not worth it it's um it's it's insane it's like that that whole cyberpunk saga was is so heartbreaking like it, it like it really is it's like i know that was like we talked about it. that was your most anticipated game last year yeah and it delayed Might four times. Of the generation. Yeah, it was. I was very excited for this. Yeah, it's just like 
that to me is I remember is that this is the game that went golden and then got delayed. So yeah, and it was still messed up and had to release on a December of all days. So yeah, let's not also forget that there's a next gen version of The Witcher Three. Which, by the way, have you tried The Witcher Three on PS Five? No. Don't. I don't. <laughs> don't. Really, it's. I, I had to delete it. I had to. I was like, I don't want to play because I had my friend Josh who also played Destiny. He played. Uh, he actually finished because I've never finished The Witcher 3 because I got distracted with other stuff and he did finish it. And yeah. and he was like, I want to, I, I finished it, you should play it. You know what, you keep talking about this thing, I'll give it. I had it installed and I started playing. I was like, why is this game running like crap? Why does it look so smudgy? Nope, delete. I was like, I'll wait for the next gen. Dang. I know there's a, apparently the game runs at 60 frames if you're on an Xbox series console, so... If you don't want to wait for the next gen version, maybe you can start playing there now. But yeah, that's also supposed to come out this year for free if you already own The Witcher, so that's good. And also Cyberpunk uh, next gen update or next gen version is also coming for free, so they're not uh, they're not changing that. So I know now that I have a PS5. I know that you played it on a PS5. It ran fine there. It actually was. I would argue it actually ran great. It had its bugs and all that, but. This game has been such, so muddled in dirt and crap and pig shit, basically, that I just don't feel the desire to play the version that's there, knowing that there's a next gen version coming. Might as well wait. It's like, yeah. <clears throat> oh, man. It's, it's a, and are you talking just now about the Witcher Three's version or the Cyberpunk? Cyberpunk, version? Cyberpunk, okay. Cyberpunk. Yeah. Both because um, both the next gen versions, and now that now that I know the PS5 version that I can currently play of The Witcher doesn't run the best, does not looking yeah. the best. I was like, I might as well wait. I like. Well, it's fallen back into the problem that you and I have been coming into the with playing old games on the PS5, um, despite the clear improvements that it's supposed to have. It feels like it'll stutter. Uh, the lighting freaks out on certain games, mm -hmm. yeah. And it's not, um, it's not consistent enough for it to be like a direct problem. But mm -hmm. I've noticed with what was it, um, Mafia, Modern Warfare, mm -hmm. Mafia, um, now Witcher, that like there's something about the way that the lighting was made on some of those past mm -hmm. gen games yeah. that it is not agreeing with the current. Yeah, I will say that Witcher Three doesn't have the. This game is not going to work on PS5 like Mafia did or even Assassin's yeah. Creed Syndicate. Like Syndicate was like the lighting was bad. It was oh, like yeah, a, 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 constant, a constantly flickering that. meth. And I know Mafia 3 has some problems also, but not quite the lighting. But it kind of like the controller. I would say a lot the... of those games already had that problem too. Mm -hmm. And um, they just got just exasperated on the new machine. So Witcher 3 doesn't have that. It's basically compatible. It's just that the PS4 version doesn't hold up. I don't think that thing ever got a PS4 Pro patch. Or if it did, it was so minimal that I didn't even notice it. I so, don't remember if it did or not. It yeah. just huh. I know like they had to build it up after release. Mm -hmm. Um but Yeah, because PS4 because then, PS4 Pro came a year after after Witcher um hmm. after Witcher three. So I don't think I ever play, played it on the Pro now that I think about mm -hmm. it. Exactly. That game just took so much out of me. I just couldn't go back. Mm -hmm. and try it again if, let me put it like this if the game had actually got a ps4 pro patch it could have gotten a better framer and i could have felt that because that's what i felt in most games that i've gone back to backwards compatibility with the ps5 yeah and uh i don't know it's just like it, 
maybe I've gotten so used to 60 frames, that game has a weird 30 frames that's not too stable, the movement is garbage, the combat feels weird, it's like, might as well... I think well... the combat's always going to feel weird for yes, you, though. Yes, but if it runs at a better frame rate, whenever it gets the next-gen version, maybe that'll make it worth it, so... That's true. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, I'll, for the, the two CD Projekt Red games, I'm on wait-and-see mode for the next-gen versions. I can't touch them right now, no matter what. Fair enough. <laughs> Number five, Paul. Here it comes. I saw that shift in your eye. Oh, like, yes. It, it's happened. It's happened. It's okay. time. Where, what did we end last sh- the last show on, Paul? We were talking about the possibility of later that day, um, the Abandons trailer, teaser, app, whatever was going live. And we were curious to see it crash and burn or if it was going to confirm some of our suspicions. Alejandro, what did it do? Number one, it crashed and burned in spectacular fashion. So context, we finished recording this episode. The app was downloaded. It had 1.99 gigs. So I was like, okay, this is so this is not as correct as the API kind of mentioned back in June that it was going to be like 48 gigs. But it could balloon because of, just uh, I'm gonna say it later. It's uh, so yeah. This trailer for that was supposed to release because it was gonna have the opening teaser that was gonna finally give us an idea about what this is. Here's what's funny: before they posted the stupid app on Twitter, Blue Balls Game Studios put a a uh, a teaser that was like, "Are you ready?" It's it, it was like a, a look at the. Um, the image was like focused on the floor and had like a guy walking and said capture on PS5. So, so it was like a teaser. Okay. Then the moment finally came for that, that that app was supposed to get receive a patch that was finally going to unlock the app to deliver this trailer. The time comes. No patch. I keep reloading. Be like, is there a patch? There is no patch. Then they start tweeting. We have a problem. We have had a problem delivering the patch. I'm like, how in the world do you even have a problem delivering a patch for a trailer, a fucking trailer? And three days happened where nothing happens, and they and they they keep they keep updating on Twitter. It's like. No, no, the, the patches, we're still having technical problems with this, with, with this, with this thing. Just remember, we're 100% real. We are a real team that are very passionate about this game. And uh, this patch is coming. And then uh, people started thinking, it's like, a patch was never even submitted. They never submitted a patch. In, uh, until it finally happened on Friday. So that was, that's what's funny. Like, nothing happened on Tuesday. That's when the... Trailer app was, was supposed to happen, and you just got beheaded. That's funny. That's a funny visual. <laughs> I'm I'm taking a nap in the sun while you're doing yes. this. <laughs> you're the you're the Squidward meme, right? Yep. Yes. Yes. So Wednesday comes. Still, they keep tweeting and be like, "No, we're real. We're having we're having problems with the engine. There are some visual problems with the engine. So that's what happened. I'm like. It is a trailer. You said this trailer was going to be in YouTube at the same time. What's going on? Then Thursday happens. Ironically, Thursday was PT Day. August 12th is when PT released seven years ago. 
And then on Friday, finally, a, pa a patch went live. I was like, okay, finally. The patch was 5.9 gigs. I was like, okay, weird, but I'll buy it. I have it downloaded. It downloaded. I popped in. Finally has like this menu where it has like the a square where it has the teaser and a bunch of other squares and two more squares. Then I play the first square. The teaser is literally the same thing they tweeted point for point, exact amount, four seconds on Tuesday. They had already tweeted that trailer and they waited this patch to show the exact same trailer in the app only to then be like, trailer coming soon. Playable prologue coming after. <laughs> I, after that one, I was like, F these guys. Like, this Hassan Karaman, this Blue Balls Game Studios, I don't f***ing care anymore. I always kept following this in the hope, again, because of how so many coincidences led to Kojima. So many of them. Almost too many to be like, there's way too many, it has to be something. At this point, they're just f***ing scam artists. Like... And then here was the worst part. Remember the thing that I that was on Earth? Someone like put a timeline of this stupid blue box against yeah. this timeline of every time that they have teased something a Kickstarter and they deleted nothing they have released. And I'm like, how would how did how the hell did Sony get in bed with these guys? Like how? Like that that's what that, that's what like blows my mind. I was like, are Sony so fucking incompetent now? That they allow themselves to be scammed by these dudes that have extracted so much oxygen. So much freaking oxygen. Because Sony doesn't have anything. They are not opening their mouth. They have no games. Because this one was announced as a PS5 exclusive. Now it's absorbing all this energy. And what they have only done is just constantly being the boy who cried wolf being like, this may be, this will be Silent Hill because it's a game that starts with an S and an L. Oh no, 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 never mind. I was like, no, no, no. We're, it's not that, it's not us. We're, we're not associated with them. Uh, we're not associated with Kojima or Konami. That's their own thing. Um, trailer app teaser. You can pre-download it. Oh yeah, we're, we're putting Big Boss in the, or someone that looks exactly like the old version of Big Boss behind there. To then be like, we're going to tweet basically the trailer being like, are you ready? And have everyone kind of lose their minds because they're not updating the app for some reason until three days later, only to show the exact same teaser and only adding trailer coming soon. That's just disrespectful of everyone's time. And I hope these guys burn to the ground. I hope they find them. They hang them at the stake. They cut their balls, make them all blue and feed them to their mouth because this is insanity. This is just uh, stupidity. This is like, I cannot believe that they were allowed to do this. And I don't even care anymore. I don't care what this is. There, there's more there. Like, from now on, this is the last time I'm talking about abandoned in this, in this podcast. Because 
it has taken so much from my mind having gone down this rabbit hole that for it to just be this and just be like a constant stringling you were smart by calling it out like it like it was like you like you, you're the one that actually won in here before not having gone down that rabbit like i tried to take you to the rabbit hole here but it was just like it was just too it, there was too much the strings were too real here and it doesn't help also that then we have freaking kojima tweet oh i saw this like amusement part about an abandoned thing or it's like using the actual words abandoned it's like that's been the worst part why had not sony or konami or even kojima come be like we're not part of that the silence is what's feeding at all this it's just man i will offer two things one of them has two parts to it one is a concession of saying that what you are feeling is what i felt when cyberpunk was delayed for the last time i you remember we briefly talked through the messenger app but we you didn't actually get to hear me speak about it and rant so mm -hmm. that was what i felt and i was I was so, I think I said my exact words where they have burned every amount of goodwill. Yeah. And this was like before the release even. Mm -hmm. So the fact that it came out after the fact and I was trying to justify it and was like, at least it's finished, sort of. Mm -hmm. I get to play it. I get to do a couple of cool things. But <clears throat> a, it was a very similar feeling. So you are in good company with your frustrations. Oh, because. Yes you didn't fall down that rabbit hole like i did and then i didn't fall down this one like mm -hmm. you did but um, we're an equal footing now basically yes <laughs> uh the other thing is that we have two options for what i think is going on one is that it is confirming everything that you're starting to believe and that this is a complete scam these people never actually intended any of this um actually so maybe three parts that that's the first one is that mm -hmm. they never intended any of this stuff um the second is that they are an indie studio and all of this got so far beyond what they could have possibly imagined and they panicked at the last second and it was like a game of chicken where they were going to release this stuff release it and then they delayed it and they're like, all right, we're going to figure something out. We're going to figure something out. We ran out of time. Oh, no, we're going to we're mm -hmm. having problems. We're having problems. And then they're saying, all right, just cut everything out and just leave the teaser that we had already. We'll get that'll give us a little more time to figure out what else we're doing, because they clearly don't have any idea what's going on. Um, the third is that say they are aligned with Sony. They are aligned with Kojima, the craziest option there is but kojima and sony did not trust the right people and they goofed up and whatever it is actually messed up so badly that if kojima or sony acknowledges its existence they acknowledge that they also had a hand in its failure mm -hmm. um so they in their best interest is to just not believe it exists until they have a better grip on it mm -hmm. where they can claim responsibility but also have the solution to the problem that is whatever it is is plaguing them right now yeah remember i tweeted you the tweet from moby dick studios 
Yeah, I remember seeing that. They were it's, like, "Oh, what are you talking about? They got fl- we don't they don't have flaming whales. We do." Yeah, it's like it has the same vibe. Yeah, exactly. This is why the rabbit hole went this way, because this wouldn't have been nothing had we not seen Kojima pull this exact same thing back in 2012, almost to the letter. Now more and more, this feels like someone saw that and is trying to pull that. And doing, it in a more sla- and, and, and doing it in a more slapdash way that just completely got out of control. Because that's the thing. Like, I feel yeah. this kind of thing can only work once. Now that I think about it, it's like, once you've done it, now you expect it. That's why everyone now saw so many connections where maybe they weren't. Or, again, these people were like, again, the boy who cried wolf is like, I have no sympathy for any of this. Especially the whoever is in charge of marketing this thing or this Aslan Karaman whoever he is that for, for some reason his name translates to Hideo Kojima I don't even care anymore it's like I don't I don't understand how that's even possible <laughs> like the the connection there that I have no sympathy for you saying no this is not is and you still poking the bear making it very clear it's like I, like, I have quick, literally did, no sympathy for them it's the like Moby Dick studios tweet did that come after or before the trailer for E3? after after the trailer from the game awards in 2012 yeah that's so here's what i think is is going on my personal tinfoil um i think that watching all of this happen the people that are behind this studied that reveal immensely and then they copied it Mm-hmm. They wanted people to theorize, but they misunderstood how much the the gaming atmosphere has changed at this mm-hmm. point. They um, they looked at those details of what they had for uh, their resources with the Unreal Engine assets. They had the name and all of that. They had the stuff, but like, see, there's details that are important where Moby Dick Studios, they had an actual trailer that showed what mm-hmm. it could be done. It was a playable thing that they showed at E3. Mm-hmm. And uh, game then awards. they started game doing game awards. Game awards. Yeah, game awards, you're right. yeah. Um, they started doing stuff after people saw the initial reveal of it. This has been out of order mm-hmm. from the beginning. Yeah. And he had a they, teaser. He had a the teaser that from April that was asset flips. That I was basically nothing. Yeah, I wouldn't even call that something. That's mm-hmm. th- that's you take something from an existing library and then you just paste it in, which I'll give it. It takes a little effort, but it's not the level of what we saw. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like this is clearly something that exists. It is from the beginning something that was taken with the intention of replacing it later. And this is the most important part that people forget about this. People hated that rollout. People yeah. hated this whole Moby Dick thing uh, going for months because people already knew. It was like, this is just... It was this the is just worst you, kept secret. Yeah, this is just you being annoying for no reason. Obviously, people at the end didn't care because it eventually finally was really it was revealed. Oh, yeah, this is Metal Gear Solid Five. Okay. I was like, okay. Fairly a, quick as well, three I months. would say. Three, it took three um, months. Golly, did it really? Yeah, so this was happened in April. So April, May, June, July, August. This has been five months. So yeah. this is why this is worse. And why, like, the only way for everyone to make it feel like this was even... I don't even think if this was if this was eventually revealed as a Silent Hill thing would even be worth it anymore because how They've you roll this out. They've burned the goodwill. Yeah, you have, more the, you have burned the goodwill. You have taken a piss over it. You have 
added added some coal lit up the flame like there's like no way you can even recover the goodwill especially after that whole trailer thing the is like you made people wait three days unabashedly just to see the exact same thing that you had already tweeted and saying you needed to see the thing in the app is like that's, that's why like i don't care anymore i'm gonna only care when all this cycle is done but a lot of outlets are like we're done covering abandoned they burned our, our goodwill and time and patience. So yeah. I think we, I'm doing the same thing. I don't care. And if this is if this hurts Sony because they have literally nothing. And that's the same thing for Sony for literally having nothing. They're literally having 10 million PS5 owners and haven't given them any idea or any uh, or, or like quell any fears that there's something coming. We're nearing a year since the last PlayStation event, the one that revealed the price. That was in September. We're a month away from having had a full year where they laid the cards out. It's like, I got to give them to my, give it to Microsoft. It's like, despite them having not released anything, at least they have things in the pipeline that they can at least start putting the ships in order. Yeah. Sony doesn't even have that. So it's like, that's why everyone had put extra, extra emphasis on this abandoned stuff because it's something. Sony has nothing, like, to reveal. Obviously, we're getting Ghost of Ikishima. Yeah, that's an expansion. Mm-hmm. That's not a game. Obviously, we're getting that Stranding Director's Cut. That's another version of a game that already came out. That doesn't have the same weight. Like, this this holier-than-thou version of Sony that's, like, too big for their bridges and that they can I'm I'm starting to get really sick of it. Because they feel that they're so bigger than everyone else that they can just remain quiet. And this is why I hope to God the Xbox overtakes them. I'm I'm actually rooting. I have a PS5 and I'm rooting for Xbox now. Because when that happens, then they will finally get off of their high horse. And actually start fighting for your time. Mm -hmm. They do need to start taking it seriously. mm -hmm, Yeah, because this is basically acting like we're at the top of the mountain. Who cares? We can get because everyone's buying it. Because that's the thing is, ironically, they managed to sell 10 million units now. They're acting like Nintendo. Yes. And they need Nintendo to. Nintendo can get away with it as much as I hate it. Mm-hmm. Sony cannot because they're in direct competition and their competition is alive and well mm-hmm. and absolutely crushing it with what they're going for right yes, now. Yes, exactly. Because, Just a... You know, what? the more I think about it, the more I think Sony genuinely believes that they're still in charge because what they value is something different than what microsoft is currently valuing which microsoft is on the game pass Mm -hmm. that's what they care about and they have zero competition in that regard so Mm -hmm. they're succeeding immensely um but sony is only looking at it as oh look at all those studios you don't have any exclusives ha 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 we put out a couple things we're Mm -hmm. good still which is not at all yes right but like that's because what they're focusing on they're still thinking short term they're they basically not... unloaded the gun and Microsoft had all the bullets ready because now that Sony unloaded their yeah. gun and Microsoft hadn't. So Sony had the revolver. They fought, they, they came to battle with the revolver. Um, Microsoft came to battle with the, with an, an automatic weapon. An automatic weapon right now. They're, they're still unload. reloading yes. while Sony put out whatever they had. Mm-hmm. And I think Sony hasn't even realized yet how screwed up they got unless they have something that we don't know about Mm -hmm. as the public granted they're working on things but hey that still takes forever microsoft is loading up 
all the cool stuff that they've got in there. Just Bethesda by itself with yeah. the stuff they're working on. Bethesda's um, carrying them in their shoulders right now because they ha already had things in the pipeline. So yeah, I it's it's going to come to a head at some point unless Sony realizes they're not in as great of a position as they mm -hmm. thought they were. Yeah, they're I, going to get batted out upside the head. Yeah, I think uh, because uh, kind of like I mentioned, it's funny how 2021 almost feels like a repeat of 2014 in some way because yeah. uh, that was a holiday. They had nothing. They had to delay some stuff and they also sold 10 million uh, copies there. Which they also were carried context by was the year of like Far Cry 4 and what Destiny, were some of the Destiny, Destiny 1, uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, uh, the, 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 the uh, then next version of GTA 5. <laughs> GTA 5 is coming out this year, so I'll see. <laughs> 2014 was the I next gen. I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, the next gen version of 2014. Wanna... Now it's 2021 next gen. So Gosh. Far Cry 4 came out this year. Now Far Cry 6 comes out this year. Halo Master Chief Collection came out in 2014. Now Halo Infinite comes out in 2021. It's like, you can't make this up. <laughs> yeah. A Sledgehammer Call of Duty, Advanced Warfare, was in 2024. And now a Sledgehammer Call of Duty is in 2021. See, history repeats itself. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Oh Thanks, George Lucas. So it's like, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> yes. So, um, but but think about it also this way. Um, the uh, there's no destiny to carry them. They're only aligned with Call of Duty this time. Which, eh, who cares? We'll see. Yeah, especially now that Call of Duty is like beleaguered right now by the cloud that is the Activision Blizzard thing. Which we'll see how much that actually affects the general public because. This is something that made it to CNN, so yeah, that that made well, it to public. I'm still convinced so. the the direct competition between them and Battlefield is going to also heavily affect Vanguard sales because mm -hmm. as we people are excited for Battlefield. 2042 was very well received in its announcement and that the server thing. I don't even know how much we touched on that. The portal, uh, the, the portal, the, the, the portal, Battlefield yeah. portal. I think we touched um, about it in the previous episode to be able to like customize like with previous several, battlefields. Yeah. Several games worth of weapons, vehicles, environments, outfits, the stuff that you're going to be able to do in something like that. Then put it like this is like they, this is a game. This is a battlefield game where they came out and said no campaign. Despite being a seventy dollar game on next gen, Which and somehow, yeah, <laughs> but somehow people are excited. I think that says a lot, because I would say because indirect competition, Battlefield twenty forty two will have less value than Vanguard because, because Vanguard is always Mr. campaign Created multiplayer. Content and, yes, is just so powerful. Just look at the the Foundry from Halo. Um, and just how powerful that was by itself. And also think how, like, again, the whole thing, like, when you put something that has modern combat, relatively modern combat, versus a World War II thing, I think again. more people are going to lean towards the other one. But who knows? The Call of Duty is so huge. And obviously PlayStation aligned themselves. To, in fact, one of the... It, this was a 4chan post from, like, an insider. You should always take those with uh, a grain of salt. They have been, like... Saying that the reason why Sony has had no events is because they aligned themselves to Call of Duty and they had made the promise that whenever they made their next event, that's when Call of Duty was going to be at and going to be revealed. And that Call of Duty this year has just been a complete development disaster. It has been in so bad shape that it had literally put every studio on human earth that Activision owned to try to get that thing out the door because they can't, for some reason, somehow they have not missed a year without Call of Duty since 2005. The, yeah. the series started in 2003, 2004 had an expansion called the United Offensive.
but that's an expansion. That's not a game. But from 2005 onwards, a game has come out. There has there hasn't been a year where there hasn't been a game. And last year's Black Ops Cold War also ran into development problems. That game was being worked by Sledgehammer and Raven Software, and that was in trouble. So they removed Sledgehammer. They took Treyarch out of Black Ops 4 development. They had to cancel anything else they had planned for Black Ops 4 compared to how long they supported Black Ops 3 because they had to get in to get them get a multiplayer out for this thing because yeah. Raven Software already had the campaign done. The campaign was pretty good. It felt complete. It didn't feel buggy and all that. So I feel it's finally starting the COVID of it all. It's starting to catch up. And I think that Call of Duty is going to be a mess, technically. I would be surprised if it's not. And maybe this Battlefield is going to be on much better shape than we think. That's the thing. The only thing we're missing now is that Battlefield launches is going to be a Battlefield 4 situation again. Yeah. That would be a mess. But it's having a beta that's coming it in is. September. Um, at the very So that quells. So because Battlefield 4 had no beta. Closed, uh, closed doors, like alpha going on right now. That leaked. So. That, there's some leaks yeah. there. You can find them. So it's like, at least they're showing them. So. Mm-hmm. And hey, I mean, that, that means they have some kind of a um confidence in their product mm-hmm. unlike certain things where they had the embargoes and the oh you can't play this or oh we're going to show you a very curated mm-hmm. individual thing and you have to pick exactly what our guy standing next to you is going to say um i mean that's what i like whenever they say all right listen break our game figure mm-hmm. it out so we can make this the best we can it's not going to look the best but we know that and you know that um and i think there's a level of respect there whenever the company making it can trust the public with information like that oh yeah so they're like hey listen y'all have been through this song and dance long enough just Mm -hmm. mess the game up and let us do what we can for whenever the releases yeah i just hope we eventually get to that point where call of duty is not just the biggest thing in the world because i feel that has done a very net negative to sony in a way because um since they aligned themselves with Call of Duty, they have not released a single shooter that they've made, ever. Oh yeah. Because I they aligned about that. Because because they aligned themselves with the big third parties. They're like, people already have this. Why should we make ours? Right. So, I then just they'll hope... be in competition with it. Exactly. So I just hope that that che- it changes the dynamics. I think Call of Duty has been too dominant for too long now, and we need a shakeup. And I think Battlefield has been in need of a win against Call of Duty. They have tried so many times. Battlefield 3 was when they finally took the war towards Call of Duty and it didn't quite pan out because the thing that they were promoting was just on PC. The console versions were not what they were promoting as because they were promoting this 60 frames, 64 player combat, but that wasn't possible on PS3 and 360. I vaguely remember that too. Um, Yeah, so the Battlefield 4 was the first time they were like, okay, now the consoles will have the PC experience. And that year was Call of Duty Ghost, which was not a well-received Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. So they had an opening, and then Battlefield Four had to launch busted, and and, and then yeah, I would ba- still say it didn't last very long being busted because I played after, it pretty yeah. much from launch, and it was no, the pretty la- strong. Overall. Launch from launch from no, from November twenty thirteen to September twenty fourteen, the game was a uh, was broken from September twenty fourteen you know onwards. It was fixed, but I remember now because I bought the deluxe edition, which didn't come out until later. Yeah, and I see because you had to wait for all the DLC to come out. So right. that's why, like, then by the time Battlefield Four was fixed, I was like, yeah, this is fixed, but it doesn't matter anymore. Call of Duty already had sold you because 
you didn't work when you needed to work. And then Battlefield One came out in the year of infinite, and then that's another one where they almost got there. The thing is that they also released Titanfall Two. They sacrificed Titanfall Two to try to hit Call of Duty that year, which was Infinite Warfare, another game that was kind of like in shaky ground. And to be fair, that's the one that did the most damage because Call of Duty, despite selling the most, didn't sell. It wasn't as huge a gap this time. I remember just in the com- comparison between the reveal trailers. Mm-hmm. The you most remember that up- whole thing? Yeah, it the most like... upvoted and the most downvoted trailer and all that. It was such a good trailer yeah. for Battlefield 1. And um, then, But then another missed opportunity. Black Ops 4 didn't come with a campaign. Battlefield 5 was going to come with a campaign. And Black Ops 4 beat them because Battlefield 5 botched the, yeah. uh, the reveal. So... Will history repeat itself? Who knows? But I'm more excited for Battlefield, personally. Like I said, like I'm probably replaying the old Call of Duties because I have fond memories about that one. Those ones. This new one, wait and see. And I have to see how Activision handles this litigation also before I consider giving them my money. I don't so think true. I'll give them my money. My brother will, but who cares? He's in his own world. So that's going to require a lot of editing to bleep a lot of the cursing. <laughs> but yeah, that's... Uh, that's this week's yeah. episode of the Xbox on Paul, where can people find you? As always, Alejandro, everyone can find me at Twitter at Dork of Art, uh, which I have recently posted some art over the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. um, at YouTube at Dork of Art and also Twitch at AngelSword21. And where can they find you? Alejandro? They can find me at Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Slayer Giant. You can see a couple of my tests streams that i did to get ready for now when new stuff starts coming out so i can stream uh you can find me at twitter at a underscore drosegobia you can find me at instagram at alejandro segovia 93 and also you can find some of my written work at the critical which is what's going to house a bunch of those these rankings that i'm going to be doing from all these games that i've been playing and also don't forget you can find us always here at youtube at youtube.com escape dash media uh you can see all the our 16 episodes now that we recorded in 2021 and the 13 episodes that we recorded in 2020. If you like audio versions of the podcast, you can find them at anchor.fm slash escape dash media. You can find links there to different podcasts services with the exception of Apple Podcasts, but you can get the RSS feed and that RSS feed, you can put it in Apple Podcasts or any other service that you don't see there and you can listen to our show. And Paul, it's been a fun birthday podcast recording time with you. And see you next week. And remember, press X to play. See you guys later. Night, everyone. Or good day. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> <laughs>